my stepfather died, then my father died of cancer, and this was all by the age of 17. Then I had my uh, my arm uh, almost like I was like disabled. The doctors said well, I'm not gonna move my arm. Like I had like. From what people see on Instagram, in my the kind of reality that exists now, I had a lot of just bad things happening my way at a young age. That I was really suffering and challenging, like you know, grief, but challenges, poverty, just like everything thrown at me. And you can imagine my state and my mindset in that time. It was just like, what's the point of this? I, I love, I love your uh, like your facial hair, man. The the trim oh, is so on point. I just, I just got it dyed, so I appreciate it. Oh, amazing. Yeah. It looks incredible, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, uh, I've i got a lot of reds and grays and whites in there. So Really? You to... look like you're like super like kept up nice, man. I appreciate it, man. I like to I like to look clean, you know, yeah, at least fair, at least up clean, here. I even, I'm like, oh, man, I need to like I was just got off a bicycle. I'm like, I need to like be looks more. good. <laughs> if I try to go my hair that long, I'd look like I have an afro. So that's cool. I can see you with an afro, man. I'll be cool as well. <laughs> Oh, man, I appreciate it, man. Well, <laughs> dude, like, first of all, you're young as hell to... What do you mean? You look young, too. Yeah, I, well, I, I appreciate that. People think, people think, because my wife is six years older than me, and everyone thinks that I'm older than her, so I'm like, yeah, I guess I look old. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Stress. Well, whatever you got, I don't know if it's a camera filter, man. Your skin is smooth, man. You look no, young, so... No camera you, filter. Just whatever a lot of doing, lights. You're doing a good thing. That's a good. lot of lights. If I turn these lights off, I'd look crazy. But uh, I appreciate you so much, man. Um, how old is your daughter, by the way? Six. Six years old. Oh, beautiful. Just Is that your only child? Yeah. One and only. One and We're only. Good. We're, you, good. We're good. We're good. You're done, <laughs> huh? Uh, one and done. One and done. I, I get it. You have three, man. You, you get her more than me, man. You're a hero. So I appreciate it. Well, uh, the second time around, it was a buy one, get one. So two popped oh, out. Oh, love it. Love Twins. it. That almost happened. Yeah. That, that's the best. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was. You should have seen my face uh, when we were when we were getting the ultrasound, and uh, it was a nurse was showing us, and she was explaining like, you know, this is where your baby is, and then I'm looking above, and it, it and it's just like an identical image. I'm like, if that's the child, then what's that? And she's like, oh, you're having twins. Nobody told you. And I literally just turned white as a ghost. And yeah. I, I think I stopped breathing for about 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty bad. It you was got pretty a gift, bad. man. Buy one, get one, get one free. Yeah. It's a deal. Wow. Yeah. My, my wife is like, I'm done. I'm tying my tubes, having a tube ligation, yeah. and we're not having any more children. So totally Amazing. fine. Understandable. So let, let me ask you this. So six years. When did you start Intelligent Change? How long ago was that? Almost 10 years. 2013. Okay, and at what point, because this is just a question that popped in my head, at what point did you, because your daughter's six years old, so uh, how many years into it were you kind of hands off or were you still like on the grind? Like, At what point were you like, oh, this is a winner and I can kind of take some breathing room? No way, man. This is a whole different journey. So <laughs> it's, it, I, 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 because I had a different business before, right? So intelligent right. change, I would say you only have to start looking at it from when I acquired the full rights from my uh, business partner. I had a 50% mm -hmm. business partner when I started in 2013. It started as a like a habit project, I would say. Yeah. And when I sold our, our business, other business in 2018, late 2018, 
uh, already a year before I, I sold that business where I was already in talks to fully acquire, buy out my partner, um, just because I saw intelligent change as something that I want to do for life and not kind of grow and sell it because I'm, I'm really deeply passionate about uh, the mission of the company. And so I was only, everything that you're seeing now with intelligent change is like, that's probably three years in the making. But the, the product, the main one's been around for almost 10 years. Wow. So in, in the last three years, you really had, because I've seen it change. Like I, um, so I got into gratitude journaling probably 15 years ago, maybe 16 years ago, and uh, which was introduced by a mentor of mine um, and friend. And uh, he's like, dude, you need to just start writing things that you're grateful for. And then the five minute journal came out. I think I have like six of them and I've oh, gifted, wow. I've gifted, I've gifted like a dozen of them. I might, I got one for my kids just recently. The, the children the one. one. I, nice. Yeah. 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 So I practice gratitude with them every night. One thing that you're grateful for. And then you guys release the, 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 the children's one. And it's just something that we do. It's habit. Like to put yourself in that perspective. I can't tell you, I'm not saying this cause it's you. Like I'm, I'll tell this to anybody. Um, yeah. The power of habit, number one, and the power of gratitude, number two, have been the two most influential things to really finding any kind of success in my life, both financially and relationship wise. And it's just it's so powerful that I think mis a lot of people misinterpret like, oh, this is silly. Like, I'm grateful for the roof over my head and I'm grateful for that. I have food in my belly. How often can you keep saying those things and you find you you sound repetitive? I look at it like because I get a lot of people that are religious, like talk to me and they're like, well, why don't you just say prayer? There's a difference between you writing something down like there's scientifically and you could probably address this. Um, that when you write something down and you create that habit, you're like rewiring your brain to actually, you know, it's like walk towards, could you, can you talk a little bit more about that? Is that something you understand? Like, sure. uh, or, but I think, but I think before we get into that, as you said, I think it's important actually for you to, um, say more about why it's been powerful for you and what was it, uh, what, you, what do you mean by that? This practice helped you. So what do you believe it was for you? that was really transformative in that experience to have this habit? I'm interviewing you, buddy, but I'll answer this question. <laughs> um, just, I think the biggest thing that most people go through, myself, this was, I guess I'll speak personally, was I had a lot of negative self-talk. I mean, I still do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was, it's like the, um, it, for me, it was like the off button. It's like just, shut off that negative talk. You wake mm -hmm. up and there are times where I woke up and I was just in a sour mood for no reason at all. You know, maybe, I, you know, I wasn't in the best place financially and I wasn't, I wasn't in the best place, you know, uh, spiritually and spirituality is different for everybody. Um, and I just wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with who I was. I wasn't happy with, you know, where I was at that point in my life. And for me, it was like, I was shutting off the noise. And, and at first I'll be honest with you, it was very, it was very robotic and, mm. and it didn't seem authentic. And it just like, I don't understand the purpose of this. As I begun to do it more and more and more, I started really, I turned it into like, Hey, instead of just being grateful, like, why don't you reflect on what you're grateful for? Like mm. what happened today? Like one of the, the evening one was my favorite. Like what happened today? What were three things today that you found that you found gratitude in? And it was that reflection for me that was more powerful than the morning ritual. 
you know, the morning ritual sets you up, but the, the, the evening ritual was like, you really are reflecting and it's, you're going to bed happy. You're going to bed content. You're going to bed in a positive mindset. So over time with that happened, it just started compounding for me. And so the way that I, 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 I didn't have to search, I didn't have to, um, find gratitude. I just started being grateful. Like it was, mm. you know what I mean? Like you're just grateful, I, man. Mo, I know exactly what we mean, but it's the reason why I asked you the question. I think it's more important for listeners or viewers, if there's video to this, to hear from you first before I get into my spiel, you know, cause like, Oh, this guy has a, you know, obviously a gratitude journal or a five minute journal and his whole business is based on that. And so that's why he's telling you the stuff that he's saying, but I think it's more powerful when you actually communicate it in, in your experience. And I think your experience is very similar to my experience and experience of people listening to this right now is that I think at the end of the day, I don't think I'm special. I, I, I think, <laughs> and I always try to break down, things in terms of from this human experience of what we're experiencing, how can we amplify and make this experience better? Because from what you said, you know, I don't know your, your full background to an extent, but I, I think we all share this background of the human experience can be very difficult at times and challenging for most of us. Mm-hmm. And even the ones who are at the, what you call in the 1% or whatever, they're also struggling. Yeah. Uh, I, one of my favorite books of all time uh, is, uh, Road Less Traveled by M. Scott Peck. The way he starts that book is there's one truth in life. Life is suffering. And that is the ultimate truth. And, be, and once you realize that truth, you can begin to start living life. And I have goosebumps when I say this, and it may resonate to some, it may not resonate to others. And you may be thinking, isn't this guy about like gratitude and well-being? Why is he talking about like suffering? Uh, and the the way I see that line and that, and that statement is not inherently that life, it will be suffering at all times, but understanding that the human experience, you may experience suffering. And once you ex- accept that fact and start going beyond that baseline, you're able to create your experience to a whole different level. So for myself, you know, I also like yourself had challenging situations where, and this is how my whole journey began is I come from, you know, I'm an immigrant from uh, Russia. Uh, My parents immigrated to Canada. My parents shortly divorced because being immigrants is very difficult. My mom went on her own, tried to raise two children, uh, you know, being on welfare, working night shifts in factories, like not knowing the language, like the, the true immigrant story, you know, and me being part of it, being, me being a teen, then not having a father, then being raised in this po- kind of poverty situation. Also thinking, why am I, uh, why does my life suck? Why am I poor? Why do I not have enough? Comparing yourself, going to that whole loophole of just yeah. life sucks. And then to throw uh, more, <laughs> the thing is, as you get into these spirals of negativity, life will throw you even in, in the, to a deeper end. So then what happened to me, as I was approaching you know, my teenagehood, same thing, be a man growing up, not being good with women, uh, uh, be, feeling like a loser. Then my stepfather died. Then my father died of cancer. And this was all by the age of 17. Then I had my, uh, my arm uh, almost like I was like disabled. The doctor said, I'm not gonna move my arm. Like I had, like from what people see on Instagram and my the kind of reality that exists in that, I had a lot of just bad things happening my way at a young age that was really suffering and challenging like you know grief challenges poverty just like everything thrown at me 
And you can imagine my state and my mindset in that time. It was just like, what's the point of this? And I think like so many people come across these situations where you start to lose hope and you start to give up. But in that moment of challenge, I was able to, you know, somebody through my, where my mom was working at this retail store and I was a stock person working at this retail store. He gave us Tony Robbins tapes to my yeah. mom, like tapes, actual tapes, like cassette, don't even tapes. Know what, like cassette tapes of, uh, I think it was called personal power to 30 days. And, and I started listening to these tapes when I was going through this like really char- challenging time. And one of the things that really stuck with me, Tony Robbins said, Hey, have more hour of power in the morning. So when you wake yeah. up, make sure you, you know, the first things in your mind should be like gratitude, go take a shower, have your shoes ready, go outside, get, get ready. Uh, emotion, like motion creates motion, emotion, you know, like move, like get out, do something. And so that was kind of like my kind of gateway. And the biggest, as you said, one of the, the biggest habits that uh, I got from that time that changed my life was just waking up in the morning and my first thought being, what am I grateful for? And so instead of looking at like all this crap that's going on in my life, start looking at like, what's going well? Like, what do I have in my life that's actually going well? Cause it can be, as I took people, you know, through listeners and yourself through all the stuff, you probably in that moment, you probably started feeling bad. You know, it got you in a lower frequency and state. You're like, whoa, that's just like, and, and then you get in the cycle, but the way you get out of that cycle, you have to raise the frequency. You have to start focusing on other things because one of the most powerful kind of I, uh, concepts that I came across that connects to this is called in our brain, we have this system called the reticulating activating system, RAS. I don't know if you have you ever come across this term. Yeah. So this term kind of is a part of your brain that focuses on stuff. We're in this conversation right now, even though there's a window outside, I'm able to focus on this conversation. Or if I'm in a cafe, I'm having a conversation with a friend, I'm focusing, I'm present in this conversation, even though there's like there's other conversations happening, but it gets muddled and you're able to focus. The same thing can happen, let's say I mentioned something on this podcast about gratitude journal, five-minute journal, boom, all of a sudden you start going on social media, you'll start noticing that the five-minute journal is everywhere. It was always oh, yeah. there. But your mind will now start picking it up because our mind and this brain, this tool that we have is like a hardcore navigation tool. So whatever you give it, that's what it's going to focus on. So you're going to focus on crap It's going to give you more crap. And the world just in general and the, the media and social media, what it has taught is that evolutionary, we as humans pay attention more to the negative than the good because this whole safe, more or less safe life that we're living is fairly recent in our uh, kind of history evolution. of yeah. <laughs> evolution of our species. Yeah. So or your brain is like just being hacked by all the negativity and people are in this loop. So going back to my story, so by this habit, so what I instilled was as soon as I'd wake up, whether it is when I'd wake up uh, out of bed, I'll think of one thing that I'm grateful for. If I forgot, I'll train myself to do that in the shower. And now is the habit that just started to transform my life, my mindset, all of a sudden things just started, you know, going well. I met my life partner who we have businesses with and who's my wife and, and uh, who we have a child with. And we then created businesses. We created this lifestyle all from this habit. And the five minute journal really came, you know, after because 
I had somebody who then approached me and, and, and he read the four hour work week uh, by Tim Ferriss. And he asked somebody, do you know anybody who is actually living this four hour work week thing? Cause you know, you all hear like, this is too good to be true. Yeah. This lifestyle business, especially in like early 2010s. And this guy was smart. It's like, go seek who has actually done it uh, versus he'll say, just reading a book. And he found me, we got introduced. His name is UJ. And we met and he's, you know, being from Indian descent, he's very like, like in your face right away. He's like, tell me the info of like how to start a business. Very type. I'm like, dude, like, I'm like, yeah, dude, slow down. Let's just get to know each other. Let's become friends. We became friends. We're both really into, you know, by that time I got more deeper into self-development, meditation, uh, well-being, just reading, learning, absorbing information. And. He, I said at that time what I've learned because our first business did really well. We went, you know, we made a million in our first year revenue, then just kind of started growing really fastly. We were one of the first people to kind of utilize YouTube to kind of grow the business. So at that point, I went from this poor kid to living my dream life, living the four hour work week, traveling the world, surfing Costa Rica having seven figures in my bank account, having the most beautiful woman in my life. And then both my wife and I, especially my wife, being then depressed. Right? Your wife like was depressed? Was, yeah. Because throughout all of the success. Throughout all the success. And I'm going really fast because my wife and my daughter might interrupt me. So Be I'm fine. trying to get the story as fast as possible. But what, I'm, uh, what was happening in that kind of first moment was I said, fast forward, went from this low to this high of thinking, okay, once I achieve, I turn around my mindset. I then can live the life of my dreams, right? In every possible sense, time, freedom, money, freedom, uh, also a partner in my life, everything. And then not actually feeling like feeling happy. Like what, what the hell is wrong? So when we had that conversation with him and this was the birth of intelligent change in the five minute journal, I of course started, you know, repracticing and rethinking kind of certain things. But what I told him right away is that whatever business you start, and this is a great tip for, you know, anybody listening or watching is skip the step of just getting to the money. That was my first business. My first business is like, I want to make money. I want to be free. I don't want to work for anybody. I don't want to do nine to five. Like the, what everyone in a way is seeking now in, in, in the world, even, but I think by, by all, all the time in the world and history, we always wanted this thing. <laughs> and and then I told him, create a business that really aligns with your values and, and passion towards what you really want to do. Because all businesses are still will be challenging at times. And for you to get through that challenge, you want to be make sure that you're, you are able to, the, the why is going to actually drive you further than just simply the why of money. And hey, at the same time, don't get me wrong, the why of money can be really strong. My first mm. business was really strong why of money because I was just so poor. And I remember, you know, my mom asked me for money, I'm living with my mom, and, uh, and I'm about to graduate from university, and she's, and my, I, I proposed to my wife, I'm engaged, broke, unemployed, and she asked me for some rent money to help her with rent because she's also having a hard time. I break down and she'd be like, I'm such a loser. 
So that was a, in my first business, there was a strong why to make money. So you can have, you can do that for, for a certain time. And I, I was able to make that, but I'm saying beyond that, that why, once you do it, you'll, your why will grow your, your, and that's why part of our symbol for intelligent change. If you look at our logo, a lot of people think it's Illuminati and then we're yeah. part of the, <laughs> but it's not our, our logo and symbol is, is kind of like a sun and there's a triangle there in the middle. The triangle yeah. represents uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. The last uh, triangle is self-actualization. And what I believe in is in part of your uh, podcast, the habits of you, the sun represents the day, the habits that we have each day that we wake up and we go to sleep each night. And the triangle represents our overall drive as people to self-actualize, to become better. I do believe that we have an innate desire to become better and to do better and to do more as, as the species and to evolve. Anyways, fast forward, this, uh, my advice was really just to create something that you're both passionate about. And then we just started thinking and we read this book. We were discussing this book on a, we used to do these epic hikes for like five hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, me and UJ discussing books and ideas and things like that. And that book was called Happiness Advantage by Sean Aker. And in that book, Sean Aker, who was a Harvard student and a Harvard researcher, really breaks down positive psychology research and how all these things of like gratitude and looking forward to your day and all the stuff that we kind of discussed, what's the science behind it? And I was like, this is brilliant. I've had this habit that I've instilled, as I told you, of, you know, as soon as I wake up in the morning, think of some, uh, at least one thing that I'm grateful for. And that changed my life. So I think this can actually be a really great product if we can create, because a lot of these, the realization for intelligent change was there's all these great books on positive psychology, personal development. Once again, the realization is most people don't read books, period. Yeah. However, people want to change. People, mm-hmm. like as I said, people want to change. They want to evolve. They want to have better lives. People don't read, uh, most people don't read books on self-development. Even the ones that do start to read the books, they don't finish them. And the small percentage of people that finish the book like Happiness Advantage by Sean Aker and say, wow, this is great. If I practice gratitude and say, you know, for the next 21 days, create a habit where I say one new thing that I'm grateful for each day, it will, it's scientifically proven that it will help me boost my well-being and happiness. Nobody does that. So the idea was with the five minute journals, like how can we skip that step? and give people the idea and tools to actually implement the habit in their lives. Because another real big realization was that it's not about what you know, but it's what you practice each day, what habit that you have, what thought patterns you have, that changes your life. And the five minute journal was really just that. It was just a, a way to encompass the things that, I, that helped me get through my dark place and I wanted to create something that I myself want to use every morning and night because I know how powerful this practice is, especially if you can um, kind of because uh, the idea was creating a toothbrush for your mind. You know, we brush our teeth every morning and night. Mm-hmm. How can we don't have a toothbrush for our mindset? And that was the Amen. idea with the five minute journal. So it's, it's, it's been an incredible kind of journey. And as I said, even at the beginning, when we we're speaking, the thing took off naturally. Yes, there was, you know, my wife, uh, God bless her. You know, she, she, she has all, all, over a million followers. That helps to get the boost. And, and Tim Ferriss at the beginning, 
uh, picked it up because UJ, my, uh, my previous uh, business partner, gave it to him at, at an event where we first introduced the book. But other than that, if your product is crap, it's not going to take off. But what has happened because of people like yourself, you know, who, as you said, you're on your six, uh, five minute journal, say, or you're, you're buying for your kids. Once you put it to use, you see the effectiveness of it and you see the effectiveness of the most when you stop practicing it, right? So when you're like, eh, I don't need this anymore. It's, it's like, and that's why I always compare like the toothbrush for your mind. It's not like we're brushing your teeth. You're like, you know what? I brushed my teeth for 40 years. I think I'm kind of done. Like, I don't want to brush my teeth anymore. <laughs> and like, what's going to what's gonna happen in, in like the, in that short time? You, things will slowly, bacteria will start to grow. Start to rot. rot. Yeah. Mm. And the same thing is in our mind. But for some reason, we don't we have not don't have that idea about our mindset and our mind. But anyways, that was me trying to rift with you as, as fast as possible to kind of get all of my kind of knowledge and things like that in regards to uh, the story behind the five minute journal, intelligent change, and all that stuff. But that's it. I'm done. Now we're, we're going to ask you questions. Mo. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you're good. I, I first of all, I don't know. I, I haven't heard that story apart from like what I've read on, on the website and, you know, what I've garnered. So that was very, first of all, it was very inspirational. Um, being from immigrant parents myself, coming from nothing, being able to build something. And so it resonates with me. And I know it resonates with a lot of people um, because it just gives it gives light to this opportunity of inspiration and motivation. Like if a lot of people say, like, listen, if I could do it, you could do it. Sure. But what were the actual steps? Like, what did you do? And the thing is, is that most people, myself included, we were always after skills. Like we want to develop new skills, you know, high income skills, um, high net worth skills, whatever the case may be. And that's very useful. You need that in order to, to create something. Right. But a lot of times I would say 90 percent of the time, the thing that's holding us back is this. And you can have you can be the smartest person in the world. You could have all of the opportunities. But if you're not if you're not right up here, if you don't have the correct mindset, if you're not if you're not geared and trained and 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 ha are in the right perspective, I think that a lot of times you're just going to run your business. My first business, my first successful business, I literally, I, I, I subconsciously drove it into the ground because I I didn't have the necessary tools um, because I had this like this self describe I, I almost felt like this is what my uh, friend of mine was saying is that you, you self-sabotage. It's like you build this company and then you, you become comfortable. And then when you become comfortable, you become complacent. And you're like the only way that you can move forward is to burn it to the ground and start all over again. And it was really eye opening for me because it made me realize that, holy shit, my mind isn't where it needs to be. I need to I can't keep doing that for the rest of my life. Like I have a family. I can't build a kick company and then burn it to the ground every single time. That doesn't make any sense. So what's the thing that's holding most people back? Well, it's mindset. Well, how do you alleviate mindset? This is one of the best ways that you could do it. Like you're not just you're not just giving people, hey, you need to write one thing that you're grateful for down every day. No, no, no. You're literally giving them a tried and true, I would say at this point, whether it's anecdotal or scientifically proven, <laughs> it is a proven method. Three things that you're grateful for first thing in the morning. Three things that would make today great, daily affirmations. And then in the evening, prior to bed, pre-bed, highlights of the day, that was my favorite. And then the thing that you learned today. And the thing that you learned today always threw me for a loop. I'm like, I don't know. I didn't learn anything. What did I learn today? Mm. Oh, I learned that my daughter loved uh, Pokemon. Just random crap. Mm. 
You know what I mean? Or I learned that I actually really love music and music as in like playing music or an instrument or whatever. It doesn't matter. Like people overlook the simplest, tiniest little things and it blows my mind. So I just think it's so powerful, man. And I, and I appreciate you bringing it to the world. Yo, thank you so much, Mar. I really appreciate it. But as you said, it's in a way just having this, you know, we people go to the gym, we exercise. And yeah. that was the idea. There's just not, as you said, even these questions, they may sound simple, but if you really consider it, like you, you're in a way like exercising your mind. What do you even think of the question? You said like, what did I learn today? Like, well, what is that? Even that same thing. It's, it's a challenging question for me too, but that's the point of it as well. You know, the previous uh, uh, question was, uh, what would I make today? Uh, what would have... Uh, uh, what would I have done today to make today better? Right. And yeah. a lot of people thought was too negative. So we, <laughs> we I, re- I had those ones. <laughs> yeah. And we, so we I just remember. changed it to what, what did I learn? Cause that one was tricky one. And we explained it in the instructions, the way we said to write an answer to that question is re, uh, affirm it in a positive tense. Right. Yeah. So say you, you're like, oh, I wish I went to bed at 10 PM today. And I went to sleep at midnight. You'd write, I go to sleep at 10 PM. Right, so you you're reaffirming. You're, it's a, it's in a yeah. way it's like an upper, it's like a lower af- affirmation as to the to the future tense. Of, I, I of personally, who you are not to, you're not to interrupt you. I personally preferred it that way. The previous one. Yeah, only because I I, I like it took me some time to figure it out, and then when I figured mm-hmm. it out, it resonated more with me in the way that yes. the structure of the sentence. Like I understand, like what did I learn today? It's very positive. It's already framed positive. But yes, I like that having to think critically for a moment and it's like you're making your brain work for a little bit and then emotionally trying to connect to i don't know it yeah. just yeah. That maybe that's just me for sure we'll, but we'll, i get we'll why make you an og hardcore version <laughs> i'm so <laughs> freaking <laughs> appreciate it i have it to the few version <laughs> yeah but but also to uh i know thank you so much for that i think one of the other things to note for uh, for listeners is that uh one of the things that you mentioned this is a very powerful concept a book that has helped me the most on it that I can recommend. It's called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. I don't know if you came across that book, but what he speaks about there is exactly what you mentioned. Whether it be in your relationships, your business, you get to a certain stage, you're like, it's like a temperature gauge, right? It's like too high. And you have you know, those automatic thermostats that will automatically lower to, to get the room to the right temperature or to, or to the, uh, lower or higher, depending on what your comfort level is. And most of us have these comfort levels that you speak about. And mm-hmm. this is the reason why, especially people who want, win the big lottos, they lose it so quick. It's just outside their comfort zone. Versus if you work your way up to that state, you'll be more used to, you'll say, even that comfort, that level uh, of, of wealth. But if you go from nothing, even let's say myself, I've been on this journey as well of, of accumulating like financial abundance and wealth. It's been now more than a decade. I would say it takes 10 years to kind of get adjusted. I know so many people in my circle who has made, you know, sold companies for hundreds of millions. Yeah. They're still like, <laughs> they're, they're still broken in their minds. So they, they're, they're penny pinching, they're, they're saving. I'm like, dude, like you don't need to like do that. You can, you can afford, you can afford to fly business class now. Like you can yeah, chill yeah, out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I had a guy who was similar like that and he still used coupons. <laughs> exactly. He he had an eight-figure net worth, and he was still using coupons. I'm like, I understand why you're doing it because you know, but I still fit. I still believe that it was fear-based. Yeah, and yeah, it wasn't exactly. like you wasn't just trying to be smart and whatever. I don't know. So I I got. 
<laughs> I get it. Yeah, big leap for anybody with that. It's a it's a good overview. I'm gonna reread it myself. Yeah. I mean, he was older, old school. I mean, the guy's what sixty now, sixty three. So, anyways, but uh, let let me ask you a question because I I know we're I don't know if we're running out of time or not. I'm having a great time. Yeah, this we're, is amazing. We're, we're at, yeah, me too. We can keep going as when my daughter probably comes in and, and we'll, <laughs> we'll 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 wrap it up. What are you doing? Oh, <laughs> all good, all good. Um, so I, I did want to tell you that actually what inspired this podcast was Tim Ferriss's tools of Titans. Tim Ferriss was like my favorite podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and amazing, so the yeah. fact that, yeah, the fact that he was representing, I think that's freaking amazing for children. I'm curious because it's been, it's, it's been challenging. What's really easy with my children is that every night before we go to bed, part of our bedtime routine is I ask them, what's one thing that you're grateful for? Transitioning mm-hmm. into having them write it down and going through like the catalog has been a challenge. Um, mm-hmm. Any tips for me or any parents? They're eight. Uh, so, because you, you have, you said you have twins that are eight, or yeah, I have twins that are eight years old, and I have an older daughter. She's already grown. Um, she's twenty. Okay, that's good. She's twenty three years old. Uh, what? No way. Yeah, my, good yeah, for my you, wife man. had my my wife had her when she was very young, but yeah. um. So my eight-year-olds, it's, it's been very challenging to, and my 23-year-old is like literally like a, a godsend, like built-in nanny, amazing, incredible older sister, um, you know, you know, but she's still a kid, which I love. She has that like kid innocence, you know, she's most of the time she wants to be home. And, you know, when she does go out, she always comes back home. She missed being home. And, you know, I, like my wife and I don't want her to move out until she gets married. So. I don't know. Maybe it's like a cultural thing, but but with my eight year olds, it's been challenging to be able to convert them over to like the, the actual dedicated journal. Do you have any tips for parents helping out with that? Cause I'm, I'm sure, you know, that would be very beneficial. It would be beneficial for me. For sure. Like I said, my daughter is six, so she's still fairly early, even on, um, writing and reading and stuff like that. And it's been great where she has, uh, from time to time show an interest and in kind of trying to do it herself and she does and a lot of times she, actually she would really re-inspire me to like write in the physical one because a lot of times I'll like do the app or I'll, even myself as, as, a, as a founder I'll like get off the habit and, and be like hey I'm already I got this habit down on lock and I do actually yeah. like, because, I, wait, yeah. cause I, I, I have been practicing uh, for more than a decade I, it does automatically. I do think when I when I wake up or go to the shower, it's automatic. Before I go to sleep, my wife and I, uh, even if we wouldn't do the five minute journal, we practice it. And that's another thing I think important note to to communicate is I don't want you to actually be using the five minute journal for life, uh, like in terms of like uh, nonstop. If you will, it's great. Uh, ideally, you can truly embody and instill the mindset of, 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 of gratitude if you can. But what I'm trying to communicate, uh, let's say even with, let's say with the kids, and I think what you do already, like, uh, and that's something what we do with our daughter. So uh, pretty bad uh, before she goes to sleep, we'll say, hey, what's one thing you're grateful for? And she'll say, papa, mama, myself, usually. <laughs> and, and then we'll say, you know, what's the one amazing thing that happened today, which was the a previous question mm-hmm. <laughs> right <laughs> we also adjusted that to highlights of the day bring it back alex bring it back <laughs> yeah old school you see og uh, and then and then uh so uh and we ask her or that and we ask her what would you learn today i think especially it was good for that but what i'm trying to say is that i think you as a parent having that practice in a way it's even more powerful uh than them writing it i 
at this age i'm saying you know between the, this age we did this with our daughter ever since she kind of sp- can speak to us and things like that so probably from last two years really good mm-hmm. but even before um and then before she goes to sleep my wife always says i i love you and accept i love you and accept you exactly as you are you are safe oh that's so the same thing just just brainwashing it into the subconscious yeah. <laughs> yeah. in terms of just the feeling like being you accepted and loved for, you for you, who you are. Cause that's where a lot mm. of the stuff comes out to people. Mm. Um, especially for girls. So that's why very important. But what, but to answer your question, I think our parenting style is very non, uh, kind of, we do our best not to force stuff, even with, with education, Same. Uh, we're you know more Montessori style, which means it's more child-led than uh, teacher-led or parent-led. Meaning, you ultimately want to inspire them to do it on their own. And I think that's why what we do as parents, in terms of what we practice, if they see you actually writing in your journal every day, right, or if you they see you embody certain of these habits every day, there's most likely more chances of them actually doing it than you telling them, hey, you should be doing this, and like, hey, why aren't you doing it? And I'm not seeing you writing your five-minute journal. Why, why are you telling me to write my my, my five-minute journal? <laughs> so, I, I think it's it's uh, uh, inspire through your own action and and what you do, and then you just have encouragement like, hey, let's do this together, right? And sometimes they'll say on the weekend we'll all do our five-minute journals together, like just for fun. Like it, it doesn't have to be like I like that idea. Uh, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. Ha- and then also like I think the way we are we're not like religious about like stuff like we must do it or whatever and that's yeah. i think another thing neither we are neither, yeah. i think part of uh, this podcast and his name like habits of the few i think a lot of people you can then the habits can then become crutches if you don't do your five minute journal your day is screwed right right no it's right. not it's, it's not going to be screwed like you'll, you'll be fine it's like yeah. just say it to say it, say it to yourself uh you know uh, now in that moment and, and think of it and feel it maybe even close your eyes do whatever practice but I, i'm saying is that you can be flexible on the practice so i think same thing with kids and and our approach has just been more like i said it's it's more easy into it because i never i think what happens in school and what's happened to, to many, many of us that curiosity was like kind of like punched out like i let's say the difference like i have a sister she was way better than me at school, like way better in math, all that stuff. She was like a great kind of student. But her, yeah. my dad always told her like, you got to do stuff. Me, they're like, oh, he's, he's kind of stupid. So like, it's fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, he, and he's a boy, whatever. There's just no, no hope on it for him. So oh, they kind of gave up on me. So, because, so I didn't have the pressure. Bro, we've you know, got I didn't so much have, in common. <laughs> but I didn't have the pressure to like have to, I have to like be good at school. And my mom was like very chill. Like, hey, just you failed. It's okay. Just try next time, you know? And yeah. that's what has, and, the, and that's what I see. The biggest difference between me and my sister, when she finished university, she doesn't really consume content or books yeah. on how to improve myself. When I actually graduated university, I'm a freaking sponge, man. Like mm-hmm. for everything, for podcasts, for books, for any new information, knowledge. I love this stuff. Like I, I literally, even me, I was having conversations on this. That's why I'm probably the most alive is like having conversations like this. It was, uh, on the way here, I'm re-listening to my favorite book, Lynchman. Anyone who follows me probably knows I, li- I listen to, I, I talk about this book all the time. But it's, like I said, it, 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 these habits become part of your identity. I'm not doing this because I want to be now successful. I'm doing this because I've become this person who's 
curious, who's learning. Yep. Yep. And, and that's how I'm connecting, I think, because what happens to many people, they have a bad association with even books and learning, things like that, because it gets knocked out of them because it's forced, especially when they're young. So my advice to any parent is like, just dude, like, don't put the pressure be uh, embody and be the the inspiration for uh, your child and i think dad's going to be way more powerful especially if they see mommy and daddy like kicking ass and just doing so well be like damn like i want to do like that especially if if they see their friends i'm sure like uh hopefully it'll be like for for you when they become teenagers or my daughter like my dream is like when their friends come over and be like hey your parents are cool like that's the ultimate Mm -hmm. i think sign if if you're if you're if you're uh, uh kids uh friends think that they're they're your their father or or parent is cool that's the ultimate sign out because as they get older then they they start kind of thinking okay what do my friends think is cool because not what pop you know dad says is cool but if their friends say hey your parents are cool what they're doing is cool i want to learn more and they will say start gathering around your house and start asking you questions so that's what I try to embody, I think, in a relationship or as a person, as a parent. And it's the same way how I've been able to be in this relationship, we'll say with my wife, is when I said, I said, hey, I'm not doing this to be in a relationship. I'm just doing this for myself. I want to be a better person, not to attract the person. I'm just doing this too. So I just, I'm happy with myself. When I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, I'm pumped. You know, I'm like, this is a great person. I want to, I want to have a great relationship with me. So that's overall like my mindset on all, a lot of the stuff. I love it, man. I love it. Your daughter here? Some more light. Yeah, yeah I'm just trying. Oh, light. Got it. Um, <laughs> I think that's, I think that's really important. I, the thing that I do, so I've been doing the, the gratitude with my kids. I don't know, since they were really young. It got to the point where now they'll, if I forget, because sometimes I forget and I'm just exhausted, I go tuck them in. Like, yeah. you forgot to do what we're gra- grateful for. I'm like, oh, damn. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So it's 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 amazing, you know what, like how powerful. And I love the I love what you said about you don't you don't want everybody to do this for the rest of their life. The idea is is to embody it and and be in gratitude. I use it now more of like a, cause I used to do, I mean, I was doing it every day for a long, long time. And now I just do it when it's inconsistent, but it's consistent. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I need to do it. I feel like I, I woke up and just something off. I'll do it. Um, mm-hmm. Which is really it's a little brush, a little brush to, yeah. <laughs> to your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really important. Um, how do you set your day for, for gratitude apart from the journal? Like, let let me rephrase that. How did you set your day before you had the journal and you were just climbing into this form of gratitude? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think uh, before even all of this, as as I mentioned, is the simplest. And this is what I always tell people, right? Without you don't need the 500 journal. What you need is just a take responsibility for your life. Like once you, you, as I was speaking about at the beginning of this podcast, mm-hmm. your life only will start to change once you take responsibility for your life. When you can't blame the government, the religion, your parents, your upbringing, whatever it is, take responsibility. So for me, that's how it was the first kind of kicker is that I'm responsible for my well-being and happiness. I don't allow what has happened or uh, a thing that happened throughout the day or at work, whatever, dictate 
how I feel or who I am or who I show up as a person because ultimately I take responsibility. And I think most people lack <laughs> this thing is that simply they're not taking responsibility for their life. They're blaming somebody else. They're blaming whatever it is and, and not taking responsibility. I think so for myself, it all started with taking responsibility. And once I did that, I'm like, okay, I'm responsible for my life. I want to make it better. How can I live my dream life? And to get out of that dark hole, as I said, it was just a simple practice of one thing. It doesn't even have to be three. Just do <laughs> even just start with one thing that you're grateful for each time when you wake up. Try to make that your first thought in your mind and it'll take time and that's why still writing it and having a tool can help speed mm -hmm. up that process uh, to make it a, a habit because we'll forget and we we'll just won't do it because habits they take time to instill and train They're, they don't just automatically happen otherwise everyone will be like rich and wealthy <laughs> and living their best life that's the, but it takes you know work the same way if you see somebody in incredible shape they didn't just like walk into the gym and became like the super fit person. It became a lifestyle. Uh, so part of that, uh, like I said, for me, it was just creating this more of this lifestyle of just simple things. A mindset of take responsibility, mindset of, uh, of one thing I'm grateful for, mindset of, okay, I'm now responsible also for my body. And, and uh, you know, for me, I'm a five minute guy, right? So my workout was seven minutes. And my wife w would laugh at me before. She's like, oh, you and your seven-minute workout. But I'm like, hey, it's better than nothing. And the same That's thing, very I true. Think most people with one people with mindset, with happiness, with well-being, wealth, it's like all or nothing, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm like, do like a little bit. And there's a lot of science into this as well, you know, in terms Absolutely. of like if you, if you want to learn how to brush your t uh, floss your teeth, just floss one tooth. You know, I think B.J. Fogg was the researcher and, and, and scientist who had that study. Just just do one little step. And same thing with my, let's say my workout. I, uh, as now you, so, you see Andrew, you know, Dr. Huberman and Andrew. I was Huberman just about to mention. About, uh, speak about yeah. this. You know, all these things is becoming more mainstream. You know, but I was doing this stuff like back in the day. So I'm saying my little habit is. I do, let's say my five minute journal, my uh, thought uh, practice of the five minute journal. I get outside. I try to get outside as as fast as I can in the morning. I understand with kids it's a bit difficult, and you <laughs> you, might, you might have to do that. Uh, but then when I when I can, my best kind of setup and morning routine is very simple. I just I'm, if you live in the house, you have most likely, in, especially in, in uh, North America, you hopefully have a little patch of grass. Go on that patch of grass, bare feet. I I do my little yoga mat. I do some sun salutations, five minutes. It's just a little yoga stretching, seven minute workout. Boom, done. I got my like outdoor exposure, light exposure, grounding exposure, uh, overall just movement and, and get some good vibes and, and music that kind of that I listen to and done. Like it's simple. It's like 15 minutes and in total, let's say if you put it in the five minutes in there, it's like 20 minute practice. Uh, but even then, it, I think... For, mo for most people, that's overkill. Like I said, I would just start yeah. with <laughs> one, one thought <laughs> of, of, of just one thing you're grateful for. Or just run, right? Have a simple journal. If you don't have money, simple journal uh, of uh, you can get the cheapest one from the dollar store and just write one line each day. Literally, I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a simple guy. Just do it. Our app actually as well, the 5-Minute Journal, and part of the reason why we created it 
the same format that what you pay for in the physical, it's actually for free, right? You only That's pay amazing. if you want. You only pay if you want like the pictures and the videos and whatever other stuff. But the basic format that will still, you know, scientifically back and all that stuff, you can still do that in an app for free. So overall, that's why I say take responsibility because in life, there's no excuses. We're living in the best, I think, best time in history. We were living, even normal people live better than kings 200 oh, years yeah. ago in regards to oh, like yeah. having oh, yeah. basic sanitation and running water and, and things like that. And, that. and that's why I said, if we don't, practice it we don't think about it and so we just take things for granted yeah i mean uh to your point like if if you don't have money like you could literally so you're saying you could download the app if you wanted the questionnaire and you wanted to write it down you could go get a journal from the dollar store and just you know answer the questions that you have on the app if you wanted like a physical copy you know because yeah. for me like i like pen and paper i know there's Same. a lot out there you know uh <laughs> old school yeah yeah <laughs> Which is amazing. I did want to ask one follow-up question. Do you think that there has to be a catalyst for for taking responsibility? I can't tell you how many times, and myself included, but more and more I'm seeing people just blaming everything for their circumstance and their mood and their behavior. And and, and it, sometimes it's almost elusive, you know? Um, but I... Uh, my my question has been like this is an ongoing question I've been asking a lot of experts like do you believe that there has to be a catalyst something not necessarily catastrophic but something that's kind of like dude whoa that I I can't keep blaming everything and everyone anymore like there's no more excuses like at what point do you have to like do you have to have that that understanding like you really need to take responsibility. Like, do you think that there has to be a catalyst in your life? Some moment that says, aha, like grow up. Like I said, from my experience, it, it does take a few rock bottoms and rock yeah. bottoms, you know, they, they there's many. <laughs> so and yeah. I, I personally, I personally go, gone through. And for some people you have to get there and, th and that can be kind of your catalyst as it was, let's say for my life, does it have to be like that? I don't think so. I think, um, I think that's a famous quote is like, you know, the truly wise learn from others <laughs> and from other others mistakes. Um, so for, I believe we can do that. And I think part of us, let's say having this conversation and part of my intention with being here is to be able to pass on, uh, these things that, so people don't have to go through this kind of rock bottom process and just figure these things out. I remember, um, I was one time uh, at a dinner and Max Lugarve, I believe, has become now more um, kind of open and, and, and more public and shares a lot of stuff. He's more into health. And I remember I was at this dinner that a friend put together in New York and we're all going around the table, kind of sharing our stories. And most people's stories are like whack, you know, yeah. a lot of like yeah. successful people. They're just like, as I started this podcast, most like there's a reason be, behind the drive and the success and ambitions. There's something that went up, uh, you know, that that drives us. Most of the time, when everything's cool, uh, it, you know, people are fine. But I'm so I'm not sure. I would love to actually have this conversation with Max. I haven't seen him ever since, but I'm sure we'll we'll get to meet. But I think Max uh, was the only one in that table of probably ten plus people. In terms of when it got to him, he said, yeah, "My life." My kind of my childhood was pretty, 
you know, I, I think like uh, parents from like Upper West or East Side, kind of all, all good. Like there wasn't, it doesn't seem like there was too much kind of drama. And he's like, that's why I'm just kind of more passionate about like helping people with their health and things, things like that. I'm not, I, like, I'm not sure to the extent of sometimes if maybe he was hiding stuff or, or not hiding. But right. what I'm trying to say, I think if you can have a base, and that's what I'm trying to provide for, for, for my daughter, right? If, if we can provide a base of uh, safety, I think that's when you can self-actualize as a person and, and do well. Okay, so... We can do part Final two question. in the future. <laughs> I'd love to. I, dude, I, I can talk to you for days, man. Um, you need a podcast. Do you have a podcast? I, I do. We have a podcast, Icons Podcast. We just restarted it. Beautiful. I need a podcast. Part of me, if anybody wants to actually interview me, uh, part of me now what I'm realizing, I need to get out more. I, yep. I'm doing, because I've gotten to this point where I'm like, hey, I kind of like want to be more private. Um, like I, we've been there before we'll say with our, our previous stuff uh, it's good to have something but the quote that kind of rings true is it's not our dark that scares us it's our light right whatever that Mary Williamson quote we, we kind of discussed that so in a way even for me I'm kind of in a way hiding because I'm like what that. if I blow up <laughs> and then I can't like have a normal life I love my life like my life is great so <laughs> that's that's what I'm in a way that my light is is kind of scares me sometimes you know but that's still something like most of the things are out of your control but that that's something I think you can literally keep a gauge on it um like for me I I have two Instagram accounts or I have two public profiles one is private for my family. The other, I, I seldomly ever post anything about my wife or my children. So yeah. for being in, let's call it the public eye, um, I'm pretty private. Like my businesses are private. Everything, like nobody knows even what I do other than this podcast. And I do that for a reason. It's just I don't want all that to be up there in the world. So I completely understand what you're saying, especially having, you know, daughters, man. Like, I, I don't know. I don't like having kids in the limelight too much yeah um it just there's it's a, a lot of weirdos in the world. i don't know too yeah but like ah, it's yeah it's, it's but you personally is i'm different. open because i'm open yeah but i'm open even with my family too i think part of it has been for me that what has allowed me to live my life the way i have is because other people have shown the way and right. other people have shown that hey this is possible yeah and and I think that's so important. And so uh, it's this tricky balance. So we'll, we'll see. I'll figure it out. <laughs> it is. And I'll tell you this. I'll, I'll end with this. I didn't really know your story. I thought you honestly, like I, I had no idea. I didn't know what to expect. Most people hearing, don't. <laughs> hearing, where you, hearing where you came from and your story and what you were able to accomplish, it inspires me. You know, and I'm sure it's going to inspire a lot of people because it's like, damn, like he's, this is just a regular dude. He was, he came, you know, he, he didn't have everything on a silver platter he was able to make something out of himself and what's more important is that he was able to essentially rewire his brain for success and, and gratitude and like if you could do that i think i think what no matter what it is you want to do whether it be entrepreneurship you want to be a scientist you want to be a doctor you want to be an astronaut you want to be an artist it doesn't matter like we were talking about earlier i think the most important thing is what's up here and if you can fix this or rewire it or enhance it to whatever extent like start somewhere and being in a state of gratitude, I think is the ultimate, ultimate success. So I appreciate you sharing that with the world, man. And where can people find you if you want to be found? 
<laughs> definitely. <laughs> Uh, yeah you, you can find me at alex icon on instagram on youtube i'm gonna restart my youtube my ashley channel got deleted by by youtube i don't know why it was a, it was a little accident but I, i'm gonna re, but i'm actually once again even by this challenge i'm excited i'm excited to start, start from zero start for, yeah and, and and just start fresh and like see, see where i can take it i think that's another thing is part of this mindset but i think uh find me like i said wherever alex icon um is that instagram. your real last name Icon? It is. So, so yeah. Is, so is, is that how it's I, actually I'm, pronounced? Icon? Well, some people say econ, uh, right? Uh, but uh, but that, that's the, the most baller last name I've ever heard. That is so yeah. awesome. The the origin, I'm open, right? So my f- my full last name is Iconikov. So it's the same okay. thing. It's just yeah. long. So yeah. when I was growing up in Canada, nobody was like, what? I kind of cough. Like no one, <laughs> oh, that was my uh-huh. kind of thing. So, <laughs> so oh, what, pe- what, what my... Canadian friends would then uh, call me like Icon, and that was that was kind of my nickname. And so when I got my Icon was your you nickname. Yeah, yeah. So Icon was my nickname. So when uh, I would when Facebook started, I just put Icon, and that kind of stuck. And then when we uh, were getting married, uh, Mimi's like, I don't want your like, I want your nickname. I don't want your full name. And then we uh, we were buying a house, and the lawyer's like, "This is like a rock star name, man. Just put, just make it short." Uh, and in Canada, it's easy. So I just cut off the last four letters and just make it made it Genius. icon. So it's not like I didn't, I didn't made it up. It's still no, there. It's your and the name. origin, yeah, the origin is still there. So it's legit. Uh, no, I, I love it. That's I was just mentioning it because it's it's one of the most baller gangster names I've ever heard. <laughs> All right. All right, Thank brother. you so much, Mo. I appreciate it, man. I'll tag you uh, on social and I'll let you know when the episode is live. Perfect. Take care. Have a great day. It was a pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye.